it's Sam and Scott from Ship It Studios Premier Wrestling Podcast, Above the Ring. And Sam, let's talk about Riverside.fm, the leading podcast and video creation platform that's changing the game on how creators record their content. Riverside.fm allows you to record studio-quality audio and up to 4K video on their platform. Now you can interview a guest a thousand miles away, and it will sound like you're sitting in the same room. Did you know that it's as easy to use as Zoom, but it gives much higher quality audio and video recordings? Did we mention that they have a mobile app? This allows guests to connect directly from their phone and record content from anywhere. After your content is finished, you can easily grab clips to share them across your social media channels. So if you're looking for a platform to put over for all your recording needs, from podcasts to webinars to other video content, you should be using uh, Riverside.fm. Sign up today so you can focus on your content and leave the quality to Riverside.fm. Use promo code SHIPIT and receive 30% discount on the first three months of your subscription. Ladies and gentlemen, it's Monday. You know what that means. Time for your raw review for February 22nd, 2021. <sighs> First night post Elimination Chamber. Good show by Raw. Had some moments where it was a little dragging, but. Overall, you know, it's tough to get three full hours of non-stop ridiculousness when it's not a pay-per-view. So, Raw did pretty good. Um, I'll give it a strong C+. Maybe even a, a B-. minus, Maybe an 80, right at the, right at the line. Right at the line. But, boy, oh boy, was everybody mad last night. <laughs> oh my goodness gracious. Just looking at uh, Twitter online after the pay-per-view, I've so much toxic behavior. <laughs> My goodness gracious, like, I get it. It's The Miz. A lot of people hate The Miz. But what you don't realize is that this man has been doing everything. And I mean everything for this company for 16 years. And, hell, even if he's a transitional champion, the man is the first ever, ever, and I repeat that again, ever. Multi Grand Slam champion. The only man in the history to do this is the Miz. Just 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 think about that for a second. <laughs> I know it would probably anger a few more of you, but he's been consistent. He's never really had an injury that's left him out for a long time. He's more than willing to take a step back and do stuff on the back end. He's got television shows. He's done movies. You know, he's won the IC title. I can't even remember. Uh, I think I think he's 
still at eight times? Like, at some point, they should just give him ten, so that way he can top Jericho, because WWE has a wonderful way of trying to eliminate people who move on from their company and try to be successful elsewhere. It happens. <laughs> this is what they do. It's it hasn't that hasn't changed ever. So it's only a matter of time before that happens. But right now, I am a happy man that the Miz is a WWE champion. Will he last as champion? <laughs> I don't believe so. At most, I think he holds it till Mania. I don't see him holding it past that. And the way things are going after tonight, he may only be a champion for a week, eight days. We'll find out next time on Dragon Ball Z. <laughs> but let's get into this show. So, naturally, Raw starts tonight with Miz TV and your new WWE champion, The Miz. Now, <clears throat> Miz coming out tonight, and he's letting all the frustrations out. All of it. <laughs> Just rips people apart, talking about how all of the megastars that were part of his generation, and it's funny to think about it, for 16 years, like he came in when all the greats were there. And they're gone now. Moved on to different things, retired, you know, fell out of favor. And The Miz has just been that constant the whole time. But the unfortunate part is that he mentioned Bobby Lashley in that list. And the moment that name left his lips, I went, well, there's the ticket. Time for her business to... Cash it out, no pun intended, cash that in. And lo and behold, they certainly did. Bobby Lashley and MVP come down to the ring. Lashley basically throwing it out there that a deal was made between the Hurt Business and The Miz that Lashley would get the first shot at the WWE Championship if he was able to go out and attack Drew after the match. Obviously, <laughs> Miz don't stand a chance. His straight-up fight, wrestling match, whatever, Lashley will eat him alive. There's no ifs, ands, or buts about this. So, naturally, Miz wants to back out of this deal. Uh, he tries to delay it, stating that you know he wants to bring the, his best and um, Lashley's not having anything of it. So he pretty much tells them, is, you have one hour. You have until 9 p.m. Eastern time. Ultimatum, you got to either give me a match or I'm just going to be able to crap out of you and take the title anyways. So that's, uh, yeah, good way to start the show. <laughs> Uh, we then jumped right into our first in-ring action, as it was the new U.S. champ, Riddle, taking on and defeating John Morrison. Uh, it's still kind of weird to say new U.S. champ, Matt Riddle, um, because Lashley's just held on to that title for so long, 
And the fact that, you know, he's doing what I, I had hoped. He's just ignoring the U.S. title, going right for the heavyweight championship. So this is good. Lashley should have been in that division for a long time, not focusing on the mid-card title. Let Middle, uh, let, let Middle, <laughs> let uh, Riddle and Jomo and, uh, you know, Ali, Woods, all of them go after this mid-card title now. It's free, guys. Go have fun. Uh, we got our first vignette. Rhea Ripley is officially coming to Monday Night Raw. Hallelujah. <laughs> uh, a lot of people thought that she would have shown up last night uh, and challenged Asuka for the Raw Women's title, but that match for Asuka was scrapped uh, last minute. So we'll see what happens. But Asuka has her own issues. Um that happened after tonight, but we'll get to that in just a moment. So after that, they do a nice little tidbit on uh, Bad Bunny and his you know presentation and, and um, his little concert, I guess, at SNL. Um, I haven't watched SNL in, God, since I think Bush was president. It's <laughs> the last time I watched it. Um, but I did see a whole lot of pictures, and Bad Bunny was holding, grasping onto that 24-7 championship while he was performing his songs. And, you know, stuff like that really, I really appreciate that stuff. Because, you know, with some celebrities, they show up on wrestling, they do one thing in the show, and then you never hear from them again. Bad Bunny really seems to really appreciate the business. And that makes me happy. And the fact that he's 24-7 champion and has someone like Damian Priest by his side, I can definitely see Ben Bunny holding on to this title for quite a while. And I'm okay with that. Um, Our truth tried to do something tonight. Uh, We had a ref waiting while uh, Bad Bunny and Damian Priest were uh, interviewing in the back. Priest caught him. And, and Truth tries to make up some some excuse about, you know, whatever uh, with the ref. And um, basically at this point with Damien Priest around R-Truth and pretty much anybody else have no chance of getting that 24-7 title back. And you know what? I'm completely happy with that. Um, I'm hearing Ben Barney's also doing training. So who knows? He might have himself a legitimate match in the, you know in a few months. Maybe WrestleMania. Who knows? Could be interesting. Um, I'm completely on board with him being here because he truly seems to care, and that's all I've. That's all I. That's all I want when it comes to celebrities who come into the show. It's like Matt, Pat McAfee, Ronda Rousey when she first showed up. You know. Even Steve Amell, way back when. You know, it's just these people that come in, they actually legitimately care and they want to do something to, you know, give that mainstream um, extra publicity. And it works. So I'm all for it. After that, we had some tag team action. Now, I will say tonight, uh, Raw was very tag team heavy. Uh, both on the men and women's side of things. I don't know if that's 
just to try to get everybody on the roster on the show, or if they actually maybe are starting to care about the tag team division. I know it's a big shocker to some people to hear that because Vince is notorious for not really giving a shit about the tag team division. So we'll see going forward. Who knows? So it was New Day versus Retribution and and, uh, their ever ongoing feud. And making her return tonight was Reckoning. And when Woods and Kofi saw her coming down to the ring, they freaked out. And it was absolutely outstanding to watch. I don't think we'll ever get it, but I so want Reckoning and Austin Creed uh, Xavier Woods to to wrestle. I I do. It just... (sighs) Intergender wrestling is not a bad thing. It just... It needs to happen more. So... My fingers are crossed, but I don't ever believe I'll get it. So after that, uh, New Day actually does get the victory. And um, Ali is absolutely furious. Um, Basically telling the rest of Retribution that they're pretty much trash. And um, he doesn't know how how much longer he he wants to uh, deal with that crap. So at that point, I, I thought that the rest of Retribution was going to turn on him right then and there, but they didn't, and Ali ends up leaving alone. So I don't know what's going on. Um, that whole faction has just been an absolute nightmare ever since they they debuted. Um their first night was good because they came out and literally destroyed everything. But I don't know. It just, they just never really seemed to get the ball rolling. And it's unfortunate to, you know, all the wrestlers that are there who are trying to make this work, especially Ali. And I think Ali's been doing a phenomenal job. Um, I know T-Bar and Mace have been, you know, Improving also, T-Bar also, <laughs> you know, those of you who know Dominic Dajkovic um, in NXT, he's already a star. So he just needs that moment to shine. Um, Slapjack or Shane Thorne has always been a good piece um, when it comes to you know either tag team or just wrestling in general. And... Uh, me and and or or reckoning whoever the hell you want to call her it's just me is another star that should be showcased but for some reason wwe just continues to drop the ball with this faction and at this point i'm just like just i don't know let it let itself implode or let them get on a mega hot streak and take some titles One way or another, this has to happen Um, because, honestly, they all deserve better at this point. They really honestly do. And I hate to say that because, obviously, people should earn what they get, but all of those guys have earned their spots, and the way they're being booked is just – it's not working. It's it's just not. So – We'll uh, we'll see where this where this goes next week and, and beyond. 
Um, moving on from that, um, we hit the nine o'clock hour, and it was the ultimate ultimatum decision time for the Miz. Um, but before Miz can really get much going, Braun comes out. Braun demanding his title shot um, because he wasn't in the elimination chamber. And then we got a surprise with Shane Mac coming out. Um, earlier, Miz had been getting on his phone, so I'm assuming Miz was calling Shane. Just seems right. So <laughs> Shane comes out, uh, talks with Adam Pierce, who's also out there, that you know they need to tighten up this ship a little bit. Braun continues to demand that he needs a title match, and Shane's like, "No, it's a terrible idea." And then Shane, and then Braun's like, "Fine, then give me the contender. Give me Lashley." So our main event tonight was set. It was Braun Strowman versus Bobby Lashley, with the caveat that if Braun Strowman wins the match, he is added to the title match that has been set for next week um, between The Miz and Bobby Lashley. After that, we went. We had some more tag team action as the Hurt Business took on Lucha House Party in a tornado tag match, which I'm trying to do a little research during this match to try to see when the last time they actually had a tornado tag match on Raw. And I, it's been a long time. I couldn't find an exact date, but I, I have not, I have not found uh, the last time they had a tornado tag match. So it was fun to see um, her business reigning supreme. And it looks like the issues that they seem to be having seem to have settled. So I know for a while they were teasing possible breakup. And that pissed off a lot of people, <laughs> myself included, because they've been one of the one of the strong points of Monday Night Raw, even when during its worst periods. So you need to keep the ball rolling on a team that you're doing good with. So it's nice to see them still going strong. After that. We had uh, Damian Priest with Bad Bunny uh, taking on Angel Garza with Priest getting a big victory. Uh, But Garza did look strong, um, which is also nice. I know Garza lately has also been doing some stuff with Miz and Morrison. So, uh, and, and of course, there's the whole underlying Bad Bunny and Miz feud that's going on. So, a lot of things, (laughs) a a lot of cogs in this turning at the same time. So we'll, uh, we'll, we'll see where all this goes. Um, I have a prediction for what I think might happen in the coming months, and I'll give that at the end of the show. Um, so after that, we then had a backstage segment with Randy Orton where he's been talking about the rough time that he's been having lately. Um, normally this was where I'd go into poking fun at uh, – my good friends over at Know the Ropes, um, especially Sam, for you know the Randy jokes. But tonight I will not do that. Um, it's just I appreciate everything that's been going on um, with this with this feud um, on TV with Randy, no matter who he's been facing, um, and the stuff he's been doing with the Fiend and Alexa Bliss have just has just been some of the personally, some of the best stuff that I've seen on TV in a long time when it comes to wrestling um, and storytelling and whatnot. So what happens 
Um, Zrandi finally discovers his problem. He's not obsessed and not distracted by the fiend. He's distracted by Alexa Bliss. And the problem <laughs> after that, um, Randy starts to cough a little bit uh, during his promo, which I thought was weird because Randy's normally completely flawless. There's never any issues with this. So my thought was like, oh, my God, he's going to start choking because the whole thing that Miss Bliss is doing lately with, um, you know, conjuring uh, demons and trying to get the, the fiend to come back. Uh, I was like, oh, my God, she's going to try to choke him out with something. So they cut uh, to a video package. Um Doing uh, talking about all the stuff that's been going on with um, Orton and the Fiend, and then the Fiend with Miss Bliss, and then rolling into what happened a couple weeks ago, and into last week when Randy was eliminated from the Gauntlet match, and Randy comes back, and he's like, you you could see how mad he is about this whole thing, and before he can really do much. He starts to reach for his for his sweatshirt and un- tries to unzip it, and then he starts to cough, and he starts to cough up a black viscous material. I'm assuming it's blood. Um, that's what they're probably trying to go for, but like I was giddy, like on my couch watching that. Like, oh my god, I I love this stuff. Somebody mentioned that it could be Papa Shango coming back, and I'd be completely okay with that too. If, if Miss Bliss is trying to reach out to Papa Shango to try to get Bray to come back, I, I think that would be an awesome tidbit to, to have to have come in. Um, but I don't know; it's just it's just some good stuff to see. Um, I know a lot of people are not really into that. They, you know, no, they've been thinking it's campy and whatnot. But you know. Sometimes you just need to sit back, relax, and you know, ex- you know, and uh, suspend your reality. Um, there's too much shit going on in this world for you not to just try to sit back and and try to just watch something and be like, "Oh my god, this is great." It's no different than watching a television show. It's like watching WandaVision nowadays. You know, that none of that stuff's real. Seriously, <laughs> just enjoy it. It's it's it is actually good stuff. It's it's showing how fantastic Randy Orton has been for such an extended period of time, and this is really maximizing on the stuff that that Alexa Bliss could do well in her acting and everything else. So it's I think it's perfect to to see this continue, and I really really hope that they extend this all the way to Mania so we can have the final big blow off and. You know, with the successful return of the fiend or whatever he wants to call himself at this point, and just go forward. That's my hope. So we'll see what happens. After that, more tag team action, this time in the women's division. Uh, Charlotte Flair and Asuka taking on the women's champions of Nia Jax, Shayna Baszler. Match was a little chaotic. And I don't mean that in a good way. Um, Charlotte looks burnt out. Um, and unfortunately, because of a, a miscue from Charlotte, Nia able to get the pin on Asuka. Asuka eating some pins lately. Um, via her leg drop. 
to get the victory and they move on from it. Charlotte, kind of feeling bad, tries to go help Asuka up to her feet. Asuka, clearly frustrated, throws her hands away. Charlotte throws up her hands and says, fine, whatever, screw it, I'm out of here, and goes to leave. So, trouble in paradise, and uh, we'll, uh, we'll see where that goes next. After that, singles action, Jeff Hardy and Sheamus, with Sheamus picking up the big victory, keeping his momentum going. And then... We had probably the best segment, promo, real-life situation maybe, um, between Charlotte Flair and Ric Flair. And my God, there were times where I thought Charlotte was going to legitimately burst into tears. Um, She's worrying that Rick is just impeding on her time when she's trying to keep the legacy of the Flairs going. And basically begging her father to go home and just let her do the work. It's, I don't know, like, I'm watching it and being like, is this real? Like, excuse me. No, I'm joking. Um, Is it, is she really telling her father this? Like, I, I... it just the emotion, it literally felt so real. Like I was watching a father and a daughter, a daughter argue over stuff. It was, yeah, it was kind of creepy. <clears throat> so, <clears throat> excuse me. Moving on from that, we had more women's tag action. <clears throat> Miss Bliss, stop it. I didn't do anything. <clears throat> Uh, it's Naomi and Lana taking on and defeating Mandy Rose and Dana Brooke rather quickly. Uh, so Naomi and Lana <clears throat> definitely whew, on the rise in the women's tag division. So we'll see. Lana, Lana's going for those tag belts. I can just tell. So we'll, uh, <clears throat> God, we'll see what happens. Uh, after that, we had a great match once again between AJ Styles and Ricochet with AJ getting the victory and almost um, watching those great Kali videos after the match, taking Ricochet, the double hand, and it just drops him. And uh, that was probably a good 10 to 15 foot fall for Ricochet because almost is like, I don't know, uh, a tower of a man. Um. And then after that, it was our main event, and um, <clears throat> this was a good match. Um, two brutes going at it. Um, it amazes me how strong Bobby Lashley truly is. Now, if you look at the two of them, the size difference clearly goes to Braun, and Braun did throw his weight around, but Bobby, who Bobby gets the win. And keeps Braun out of the title match. Um, Miz then makes one fatal mistake. Tries to attack Bobby Lashley after the match. And Lashley just levels him. (laughs) Um, And then the show essentially ends with uh, Lashley holding up the WWE WWE championship as he sits in the corner. Stands in the corner. So next week's show looks pretty good. Um, obviously we'll have our WWE championship match, but here, here is where I think things get a little screwy. 
<sighs> now, we got no Drew McIntyre tonight at all. <clears throat> Didn't even show up on the show. Obviously, I'm assuming that's for a reason. Probably to sell the attack last week, uh, last night from Miz and Lashley. That's fine. I think that during this championship match, this is where he gets his revenge. <clears throat> Drew shows up, causes a DQ, probably attacks Lashley. Um, maybe even both. Who knows? Knowing Drew, probably both. <laughs> um, setting up probably a triple threat match at Fastlane. And this is this could be an area where Miz drops the title. And then we get a one-on-one match at WrestleMania. Maybe. Who knows? Not sure. Just my opinion. That's what I think what's going to happen. Um, but like I said, overall, good show. I give it an 80 right at the line. Maybe I should give it a little bit higher grade so Alexa Bliss stops stroking me. Um, <coughs> see, I told you. Um, but thank you guys so much for listening. If you don't already, please follow us on Twitter, media underscore Bedlam. Uh, you can find us on uh, Facebook and uh, YouTube as Bedlam Media and on Instagram as Bedlam Media Official. You can find myself pretty much everywhere as Scotty J Stream. And we roll on to Fastlane. Fastlane is, I believe, a month from Sunday. It will be the first pay-per-view on Peacock for those of us in the States. Uh, the rest of the world still will be watching on the WWE Network. So I'm interested to see how that transition happens. <coughs> and uh, we'll see. We'll see how this works. But, guys, thank you again. I said uh, thank you so much for listening. Uh, without you guys, uh, we would just be, uh, you know, three guys just talking into the wind. So we appreciate you. Look forward to uh, talking to you guys again come Thursday night when Sam and I start doing our Above the Ring. Uh, I do believe that we will have an OFR dropping on Wednesday and then our Above the Ring on Friday, SmackDown Study on Saturday. <coughs> Excuse me. My goodness. There are lots of stuff coming out for Bedlam. So we appreciate you guys listening to all of our stuff. Um, and we'll obviously, before I say goodnight, most importantly, please don't forget and <laughs> to join the Bedlam. Good night, guys. Welcome to the All 80s Movies Podcast. I'm Bill. And I'm Jason. And this is the podcast where we talk about the blockbusters, the flops, and everything in between from one of the freshest decades for movies, the 1980s. So whether you're a brain, a jock, a valley girl, or a Jedi, we've got some 80s classics for you. Do these movies stand the test of time? Are we discovering something new? Is there an 80s movie we're finally watching for the first time? Join us each week as we dive into the cinematic nostalgia that inspired and influenced a generation. From the hits to the cult classics, 
We will discuss our earliest memories, favorite scenes, fun facts, and our not-so-favorite movie moments, too. It's the All 80s Movies Podcast, now available on all major streaming platforms. Please subscribe and happy listening.